not a job. You are running a business. You will have one shot with investors. You are not Shark Tank. Yeah. You want to give a fair chance to the person. But the question I'm going to ask: How did the company reach here? Forty percent of the revenues come from that's one okay. customer who also is your advisor. So, so that's you want just to do a... what they have done after not doing well. What you want to do? You could say that. But why are you doing what you do? You have flown in from London. You have flown in from Bombay. There is cost to this. Who pays for the cost? I actually have no doubt that this could be an interesting business. Are you fighting a difficult battle, or am I getting this wrong? Hi everyone! Uh, welcome to the new episode of the Barber Shop with Chantanu. Uh, this episode was a challenge for the editing team and me. Uh, the discussion did not go as planned, I think, for both the company and for the equity seekers. Uh, but we have decided to show the episode anyways because uh, the message we wanted to uh, we wanted you to take away was entrepreneurship is really hard. You have to show up, work really hard, and still most days are extremely difficult. Um, sometimes luck is not on your side. and that's just the reality and if we don't show reality of entrepreneurship that we are doing this uh, we are doing the service uh, to to our core principles and our vision uh, one disclaimer of course is that the founder and ceo of the company had uh, had an emergency before and was not able to join the discussion uh, but it was uh, you know uh, we went ahead with uh, with with the conversation anyway uh, we hope that you you take this conversation in the right spirits and uh, of course we are extremely Uh, hopeful that the company does very well and and achieves what it set out to achieve. Take care and enjoy. Hi Nikitesh, uh, welcome to uh, Barber Shop Season Two Razor's Edge. Uh, very very happy to have you and uh, uh, representing the team at Zetco. Uh, before we get going and giving you the stage, I think just quickly we'll introduce who we are and what we do, and then would love to kind of sure. give you this thing, right? So uh, my name is Chandra Rudeshpande. I'm the founder and CEO of Bombay Shaving Company in Bombay, and uh, Uh, the barber shop is a property that is an initiative that has come out of uh, the companies and has now kind of taken a life of its own hi i'm ashu suyash uh, i'm the founder ceo of colosa ventures and i'm also on the board of kotak bank and hindustan unilever before jumping on to the entrepreneurship bandwagon uh, i used to head crisil before that uh, lnt uh, mutual fund and then fidelity mutual fund before that started my career with the uh, uh, city bank Like more than three decades ago. Hi, I'm Toshan. Uh, I used to be with McKinsey, uh, where I got the chance to work with Shantanu, and uh, currently I'm the chief strategy officer of UPL. Uh, interact a lot with startups, founders, and again quite delighted and learning a lot from all the founders that I'm meeting. Hi, I'm Arjun. Uh, I'm on the Bombay Shaving Company board. I work with Racket in London. Uh, and the areas that i work on are global e-commerce uh, digital venture capital and our greater china business super happy to be here uh, and to meet you and to meet founders like you and see the amazing work that you're doing and thanks a lot for having me today guys uh, so uh, i'll just give a brief about zetco so what we are trying to do at zetco is we are trying to build a marketplace uh, basically a packaging os for india Uh, so our end goal is to build an ecosystem where manufacturers and end consumers could interact uh, so on the supply side that is the manufacturers end we would want them to procure their raw material and even have access to credit and coming on to the demand side that is your end consumers we would want them to have visibility on their supply chain as well as uh, visibility visibility on the pricing structure 
etc. Okay. Uh, we started off operations in 2020. Okay. At the end of 2020, uh, normally we started off by targeting e-commerce clients. Uh, now we are more we are branching out into manufacturing as well as into pharma sectors as well. This was the first red flag for me personally. Um, at this point, um, the presentation was over, uh, and which was surprising to me because when founders typically present their companies, uh, it's very hard to get them to stop talking. Uh, they're so excited. They talk about the size of the market. They talk about their team. They talk about the business they have built. Even in pleasuring stages, they talk about all the achievements they have done. They talk about what they want to do. They talk about the numbers, the PNL. If there is already a, it's a post revenue business, they have a, a lot to share. If you ever talk to a founder about their business, they in all cases I've seen, founders have to be told to be sharper, be crisper, you know, to kind of wait, uh, and that's great. I am also like that, I, uh, and I've seen most founders are like this. But in this case, it was very, very quick, and um, I did not get the kind of flavor I was expecting. Uh, the document was decent, but I was really hoping for the first 10, 15, 20 minutes uh, for 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 us to really open the uh, open uh, you know open the box on this business and understand it in depth, and that was not done. So I I. For me, it was a red flag uh, at the get-go. What got you to start this venture? Uh, so my parents have a manufacturing, a textile factory in Surat. So during peak COVID, I was working with them to handle dispatches uh, because they had got a huge order for PPE kits. Uh, so during that time, uh, the, the fulfillment for packaging, I used to handle it over there. So my go-to solution was to go to the go-to players over there, but uh, they also couldn't fulfill the demand. So then me and Vivek got together, brainstormed a bit, and had an understanding of where the lack of problems were. And then we started off Zetco. And as a POC, we started off with e-commerce clients. Mm -hmm. and then branched out to other categories. When you say e-commerce clients, is that Amazon, Flipkart or the uh, other? So we started off with Purple, 1MG, etc. Mm -hmm. So those were the e-commerce players that we started off with. Can you give an introduction to Vivek, Akshay, Sabi, Ashutosh and Vedant in terms of how you guys clearly have clear taxes? So clear tax was the major part where we met. Uh, Vivek, me, uh, Akshay and Vedant used to work at clear tax. Uh, Sabi and Ashutosh are mutual friends of ours. Can I ask why Vivek is not here today? Uh, he was here, he was supposed to come, but he had to head back his mom. He had a family emergency. Okay. 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 Give me a sense of uh, when you say packaging, uh, raw material uh, and credit for manufacturers, what kind of packaging is this? Uh, this is anything related to packaging. So we have divided this, divided this into four categories, uh, paper-based packaging, rigid, uh, packaging, flexible packaging and material handling. So these are the four broad categories where we operate. And who are your top manufacturers? Manufacturers, we do have over 350 plus manufacturers in the country. So these are mostly MSME firms with less than 50 CR in turnover a year. But the largest one? Uh, the largest one, it's a huge group based out of uh, Madhya Pradesh, whom we work with. Okay. And uh, when you say customers, who who are your customers other than 1MG and Purple and so uh, So we do have D2C brands like Mojo Care. We are working with other uh, solar companies like Vadi Energy, etc. Okay. So how, how does it work? So 1MG, uh, how does 1MG come to you? How, how do they know about Zgo? 
So it's basically a cold reach out at this point because we have not done anything in terms of uh, marketing. It's cold B2B sales, uh, cold emails, and we get in touch with them and then we take the requirements from them and then go supply chain that they have. Have you reached out to Bombay Shaving Company? I reached out to them. Okay, and have we worked together? No, we haven't worked yet. Okay, why not? Uh, I think the POC has not yet answered back to the mails. Who's the POC? Uh, Nitin, I guess. Have you met Nitin today? I'll meet him after this meeting. Okay. And what is the what is the solution to Bombay Shaving Company? Uh, so I think you guys dispatch across various locations, right? Mm. Uh, from Coimbatore, from Bombay, etc. Mm. So I think we can figure out a way how to reduce your spends in terms of packaging. Okay. So there are multiple kinds of packaging. I'm kind of a little confused, but you have to explain this to me, right? I have packaging requirements for my tubes, jars, bottles, um, and stuff like that, where my products are kept, right? Then I have paper packaging, which is certain GSM, 250 GSM, 300 GSM, in which my razors will go, or trimmers will go, which are kind of like cardboardy boxes, but thinner. Then I have bigger, you know, 24 cases, 24 piece, 30, 48 piece cases, which I use for first mile and even last mile logistics to distributors and marketplace uh, and modern trade and so on, right? So what part of this entire packaging gamut, and you're right, packaging is probably 30 to 35% of my COGS. COGS is roughly 60% of 50, 40 to 45% of my total cost base. So it's relevant. But what percentage of that would you, would you, would, would Zedgo solve for? See, we haven't, as a category, we haven't uh, entered into the tier one packaging. So that's what is tier one packaging? Uh, so tier one packaging is basically that contacts the product first. Okay. Uh, so we haven't done that yet. Uh, so in so tier two and tier three, we are we have been doing that. So what's so that, a tier two and what's a tier three package? Yeah. So a tier t, uh, tier three package is basically a shipper. Uh, so your master cartons and your like Amazon boxes that come, and your tier two is basically like uh, Shantanu pointed out in which the trimmers go. So that is a tier 2 package. So the dabba in which the trimmer or the brush will come is tier 2. If 50 tubes are put in one big dabba and that's tier 3. And tier 1 is the... What touches the product. The touches the product. The product like itself, a, which is specialized actually. Because it has to be part of the FDA yeah, yeah. Uh, testing and stability and all of that. So it is very specialized in terms of packaging. Hmm. But you do tier 2 and tier 3. We do tier, tier 2 and tier 3 at this point. And what's the split between tier 2 and tier 3? Tier 3 is 80%, Tier 2 is around 20%. So basically this is big shipper cartons and Correct. master cartons yeah. and so on with and including like the partitions, and, partitions and everything. Understood. And why would we come to you as opposed to go to Amazon or Pragati or Pakistan or any other guys who are doing it at scale who are doing 20 other things for us anyways. Mm -hmm. So we get cost advantage. Why would we come to like a Zgo? Uh, see, uh, one thing is we will give you a cost benefit because we do have some uh, play in terms of raw material procurement for our own suppliers and we do reduce your lead times. So I think normally to get a packaging, it'll take you 15 to 20 days from sampling to a, to a production to delivery. We reduce that to five to seven days. How do you do that? Because you have... We do have, we do have a large base of manufacturers across the country. So that helps you reduce your lead time. And we have planned it in such a way because of the SaaS platform that we have. It but the rate determining step is not is not capacity of manufacturing. It is specialization. So if I want a X centimeter by Y centimeter by Z centimeter box with these many partitions, the mold has to be made, and then the manufacturer will take three four days to make the mold, then build it out. And so you cannot say I'll get ten. It's like saying that if I have nine women 
like if it takes one woman nine months to build uh, to create a baby nine women can create a baby in one month it can't happen right you will still need nine months so gestation from a rate determining step is still the same so how does that how does that work how, you can have a million manufacturers but i'll still need the rate determining step See, uh, so we have been working with these guys with our manufacturers our partner network to help them increase their efficiencies as well so this has helped us reduce the lead times so see uh, normally it takes uh, seven days to make a dye if you go to any normal manufacturer but in our with our partners it takes them one to two days to complete how that. how do they do uh, these guys have it in house they have the dye manufacturing in house so this but dye will still take you will need to make a mold and they'll be 3d printed then it'll be tested then the product will go and you cannot Short circuit that in hours. No, no, it it does reduce the lead times. But tell me, what's that secret sauce that reduces the time? So if you weren't to intervene at this stage, where his manufacturers already have the dye etc. created, how will you add value? Uh, so if his his manufacturer already has dye created, we work with his manufacturers to reduce the cost. So that is one part that we do. At a raw material level. At the raw material level. Okay. And that's how. How do you reduce the cost? So we have tied up with a couple of mills in India. Uh, so we have a good pricing with them in terms of raw material for paper. So that translates to a better cost. Mm -hmm. Have you started giving credit to your manufacturers? Uh, that's our next step. Want to do? Okay. So, uh, how is the? How have you? What is the capital structure? How have you funded the company so far? So far, it's bootstrapped. Uh, so no external funding at all. No external. How, how much are the founders? The, all six are founders. In addition to their no, own, only me and Vivek are founders. Okay. The rest are part of the founding team. Founding team. Okay. So have you and Vivek put in money in the company? Like uh, what we have they... put in like around a lakh in the start. So okay. That's it. So now the revenues are funded to business till date. Yes, at this point. Yeah. Can you give a sense of what the um, what the revenues for this year look like financially, or or what you uh, are see, rating at this level? point? The, the we are expected to close this financial year at around six crores. Okay. Uh, what do you add right now? Uh, right now we are around three crores. Three. So the next three months you are looking at another yes. another three crores. Okay. And how many how many paying customers do you have? Uh, we have twenty seven paying customers. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Understood. And what kind of give me a sense of your margin stuff? Like how does your margin stack up at a gross contribution and net level? So at a gross level we are doing around twelve to thirteen percent on average. That's the gross margin. That's the gross margin. Okay. Our net looks at around six to seven percent post that. That's a bit da. That's a bit da. That is, and are you guys paying yourselves any salary? We do have a salary for. Okay. How much is that? Uh, so at at a company level, it's around two lakh, two lakhs a month. For all for six everyone. people put together. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's twenty four lakhs for the year, which basically means at a six crore base. Four percent is your fixed cost. Correct. Do you guys work from home? Have an office? We or? do have an office, but we work from home mostly because it saves us a lot of time in terms <laughs> of travel. <laughs> Understood. What is the tech enablement in all of this? Uh, see, on the tech side, we have divided this into two spaces. Uh, so one on the demand side, uh, we give a tool to our clients in which they could order automatically and. Down the line is to integrate with the ERP so that everything happens uh, without human interaction. And coming to the supply side, uh, we are trying to create a micro ERP for these manufacturers because see tech adoption across the space is very difficult. 
these are like what 85% of the whole manufacturer base are MSMEs and getting them to use tech is a hassle. So building this micro ERP will help them stick onto the platform and also they'll be able to leverage the demand that we have on the platform as well. How are you different from your competitors? Uh, see, uh, most of the co competition is trying to build a demand-focused marketplace. Mm -hmm. So what we are trying to build is to build an ecosystem across. But there is nothing to stop them from focusing on the supply side as well. It's just a matter of sequencing, right? Correct. But they haven't done it, right? So and we, why is that? Uh, I, that we don't Do you have know. a sense for what their margins might be? So if the yours are like 10 So the competition, so one or two players are there, they are trending at around 8%, 9%. So do I take it that the barriers to entry are quite low in this business? It's a very pertinent question that Ashu has asked, which is, um, I mean, at this point, we are kind of trying to figure out how such a paper-thin margin allows for, um, you know, allows for a scalable business. Um, and we're very, like, we're, we're trying to figure out why they have kind of gone to the market in one way and why the rest of the market or the competition has kind of tackled the business in another way. The fact that everyone else is trying to do things in a certain way and you're trying to do them differently could could mean one of two things. One is that you're seeing the space uh, very differently and you're see, you've seen an opportunity no one else can see. Or uh, you have not seen a pitfall everyone else can see. Uh, and in most cases, we like to believe the former, but the latter is true. Uh, so that is kind of what we were trying to uh, assess at this point. It is, you could say. So what gives you the conviction that you will be able to grow? Uh, so back or is there is there conviction or no there is there conviction. conviction. <laughs> Isn't Bizongo trying this? Uh Bizongo moved out actually from the space. They're they doing, doing supply now? chain financing at this point. Which is what you want to do as well, right? Through raw material financing. Uh yes. So, so you that's want just to do what they have done after not doing well what you want to do. You could say that. But why are you doing what you're doing? Because, see, we find a lot of value in the space. Uh, we know that the space is going is growing and you do need a tech in this space. Think about it this way. There is 12% gross margin, which is only going to get pushed down. Scale advantages don't exist. You know that financing is where the value might lie in the future. You know that tech may not be the way to do it because adoption, as you're saying, is hard to do. Are you fighting a difficult battle? Or is this something that you feel, or, or am I getting this wrong? Like, I don't know what 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 would be attractive to you as a founder to stay in a business when clearly financing for the MSME with a clear focus to go, which is what you want to do, is maybe a lot more worthwhile. And you can do it with raw material the way off business is done. Mm -hmm. so. uh, see, off business and these other players are doing something different. So, uh, like Vivek had worked in Zetwork, right? These guys created an ecosystem for the metal place. Mm. Uh, we are trying to replicate a similar concept in the packaging space at this point. Is it needed? I think in manufacturing is, there was clear requirement because there was... Did you work at Zetwork? Uh, Vivek has worked. Yeah, so Vivek would know this. Clear advantages to, to breaking the import Things that you don't need to import and can get done locally is what they were doing and they said we'll have a front because there's a lot of 
एडवांस पेमेंट थ्री मंथ टाइम लाइन टू मंथ टाइम लाइन कोविड में ट्राइन अ वेरी डिफिकल्ट एंड सॉन सो जेट वर्क कैंड ऑफ रोड दैट एडवांटेजेस ब्रॉडेड इन टू द इंडियन शोर्स एंड वर एबल टू डू इट does that same problem with the same amount of acuteness exist in packaging is my question if it is worthwhile to do it if it does not then maybe the market is large but what what a layered proposition on top of it will play as from a value creation standpoint i am not sure why would you go with 1mg and purple where the aovs are so, so small and not go with mobile phones and televisions where clearly tier 3 packaging is holding a 80000 rupee machine so they can pay maybe 200 rupees extra for packaging that is non breakable and so on so don't you think that was a better mm. market to go to for this kind of space so see like i had mentioned right uh, the sales velocity is very long over here we have started entering into this space uh, because e-commerce had a very quick tat we started off with e-commerce, e-commerce mobile phones is the most e-commerce friendly no but e uh, mobile phones are when never manufactured in india we started off right so packaging uh, tier 2 tier 3 packaging for mobile phones for televisions for air whatever what's that machine that is kept at home that air purifier all 20000 30000 40000 dysons of the world they would love packaging solutions which are differentiated won't break they they also have 1 to 2% breakage and in that kind of thing if the thing breaks the product is returned and so on so bulky stuff so logistics is also expensive so if packaging can solve for logistics and pilferage and also kind of breakage of the product wouldn't that be a place to start that's the ma- like, i think the match will be in tier 3 packaging if you can get 100 skews with all those dice link with your manufacturers and you can go to a beauty player you can go to racket you can go to colgate you can go to unilever and say hey for these 35 skews and here are the top 80% of ways you send it to your distributors or to your wholesalers we will cover it rather than you waiting one one month for you so it's a chicken that. and egg situation i completely right? agree i completely agree how are you seeing the outlook for your organization from a growth perspective yeah from a growth perspective we are uh, targeting manufacturing companies at this point because see uh, everyone's viewing india as china plus one right and exports are growing at a very fast pace so we are tapping into those industries where export is very rampant have you cracked pharma have you cracked a pharma uh, we haven't cracked pharma we are still in discussions with them Okay. So, what's prompting you to raise capital at this stage? Uh, see, we want to grow at a better rate than we have been. We have been stuck at a constant GMV for the last six months, so we want to break that barrier. So, how will money help that? Uh, in terms of team hiring and scaling our sales team as well as operations team. Wonderful. Of the six crores that you are doing, of the three crores you have done till now in terms of sales recognized, how much cash is in the bank? How much cash have you collected? Oh, as of <laughs> Today? What's left in the bank? No, 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 not what of the three crores that you have built, three crores is the revenue till now, right? Correct. How much of that have you collected? Ah, uh, three crore. So yeah. you're telling what cash conversion? Cash. How much of the how much of the three crores that you have sold? You have sold three crores of revenue, yes, right? Yes. That's the invoicing to you, right? Correct. How much of that has has the customer paid to you? Ah, uh, this I don't know, but ah uh, we our accounts payable accounts receivable is around sixty lakhs as of today. Sixty eight lakhs. Sixty. Okay, so can I assume that two point four crores has been collected? You can assume that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you're targeting how much to raise now? We are targeting around seven hundred fifty to one million. And your 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 valuation ask is thirty crores? Uh, we are looking four at million, a, right? Four million. Okay. Do you think uh, 
Do you think your margins can expand over the over a period of time as you get into more products and so on? Yes, uh, the blended margins will increase over Same a period of time. What are you looking at as revenues for next year, the year after that? Uh, so see, for next financial year, we are looking at around 30 crores. And what's your gross margin pro projection for 2025, for example? Uh, that we're expecting around 15 to 17%. 17% still. Okay. Mm. Among the six of you, is there anyone who's an who's a out and out packaging expert? No, we do have an industry expert who's an advisor to us. Who's that? Uh, that's Mr. Prasanna. So, uh, like I mentioned before, right from MP, the manufacturer who's there, hmm. he's the packaging expert. Who's Does he have equity in the company? No, he doesn't have equity. Why not? He's if he's the guy who's bringing all the intelligence to the table. He does have advisory uh, shares. Okay. He's an advisor. How many advisory shares does he have? Sorry? How many advisory shares does he have? What kind of ownership does he have in the company? So he has a 0.2%. 0.2%. But he's a promoter of this whole big manufacturing yeah. setup, which is your largest client, I'm assuming. He's our largest manufacturer. Of the six crores this year, how much will come from Mr. Prasanna? Uh, around 40%. 40, 40, 40 to 50%. Mm -hmm. What's been your uh, repeat? Uh, so, what do you mean by repeat? So, or, if, or have you had client attrition? Let me ask. We have had. We have. We have lost two clients. Uh, one, the company only shut down because of COVID. Hmm. The other one uh, has moved out. So what was the reason for that? Uh, so, we had some delivery timeline issues because it was a new segment that we had entered as well. We were not well versed with it, and that client moved out. So your deck had a mention around credit roadmap so and how would you do that? So we need advice how to get that onto the platform. And why did you look at credit rather than looking at let's say other sectors? See, because we control the whole supply chain, it will be easier for them to get credit. Where will you create the capital for credit? You are operating at 12% margin, so it's not like you are going to create a lot of corpus. So you raise, you'll have to either raise a, a loan book yeah. and give it. Correct. Or you'll have to create it and give it. Or we the have to tie up with an NBFC to get that. Have right. you guys done that? In no, any shape we or haven't spoken done to someone? Well, it didn't make sense. a much larger uh, client base to be able to get into the credit space. Because you have to control a reasonably large part of the supply chain to have that look through Correct. to generate credit analytics. It needs a little bit of vintage. Yeah. yeah. Just give us five minutes, we'll quickly sure. come back. Yeah. Thoughts? Margin profile is just too too less buffer. I mean mm. twelve percent gross margin, you have cost a bit level. By the time it'll six, seven percent very, very it's a tough large corporates on one side mm. who will keep squeezing you if yeah. uh, and then you have a unorganized sector which you have to manage. And those guys are also going to be like, um, because ZGO is building the future of procurement. Now, procurement is very large. Yeah. On that you get into packaging, which is a smaller thing. On that you say, okay, it's not tier one which is specialized. It's tier, tier two. two and three. Which, with the customized part of that. With the customized part of that. So you start it's going so slippery. narrow. And then you're saying, by the way, here I, I will already have so many people. So it's just a TAM. Hmm. And the differentiation today is just, it reflects in the margins, right? Because yeah. you are, yeah. it's very competed space. It's not a new need. It's, you're trying to say, I will offer a lower cost proposition to you. 
there is only one way to go because next time the procurement guy looks at it and says, 5% cut. So, everyone will say, you spread the pain. So, everyone will cut 5%. So, you keep reducing and yeah. uh, scale won't compensate for that part. One, I couldn't see strong conviction. I don't know how he will make a single sale. Forget about raising capital. Yeah. So, I would not buy anything from this, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> no? Would you buy anything? Yeah, so conviction is a... I don't know if it's a personality thing. I don't know whether the family emergency is yeah. that big an issue or he's nervous. And Arjun was writing notes saying, should we abort the discussion because he's nervous? Yeah. But I've been to pitches multiple mm -hmm. times. The one thing you should never compromise on is enthusiasm. Enthusiasm Just cannot. Like, I, yeah. he stopped presenting within five minutes, so I don't yeah. know whether he wanted yeah. to go through the pages. Yeah. No, I think break, I, by the way. it was probably the, the other gentleman who was supposed to come, I think the CEO, huh. he had the emergency and he went. So, I, I think we should give benefit of the doubt. But I think even if you give benefit of the doubt and, you, you know, leaving aside the person, because he may not be the person selling. Yeah. It could be someone else. So, I, I, I think it's… like it actually. Yeah, I think, I'm, I'm sure he's not the person selling, but let's, let's give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. If yeah. you just look at the business, it's a… It's a 12% gross margin business yeah. with a best case scenario because I always say if the founder is saying this is the number then that's the best case scenario yeah. in some cases. With a best case scenario expansion 17%. of 15 to 17% yeah. 3 years from now. Yeah. So very little margin expansion. If it's 12% and you say I can take it to 60 and here are you know, 15 steps I'm going to take yeah. to do that. Uh, it's an interesting story. There's no differentiation. Yeah. So if it's packaging, you know what's the future of packaging? Is it sustainable packaging? Such a big time of procurement. I'm sure there is a profit pool more than 12% gross margin sure. somewhere. So, wouldn't you, sitting you, in electronics, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't, you sitting sit, wouldn't you go and sit and find that first? Like where, where there's at least 40-50% gross margin and start, use that as a starting yeah. point. So, uh, and also I think the vision for the TAM or the vision for the business, like it's okay to call it procurement, but how are you going to get there? So, I think they're just, uh, there are a lot of questions. I actually have no doubt that this could be an interesting business. Why? Because there are some businesses where someone has got to do it yeah. because it has to be done. You will still need packaging, yeah. but it's not the most attractive business where lots of capital will flow in or venture capital will flow in and people will be interested in it. It is a market right for somebody yeah. to yeah. come and disrupt because it's been running like this forever. Yeah. That's one. When he started off, I thought the learnings yeah. out of COVID would have become the catalyst to bring in that disruption. Mm. Unless Vivek has that. Yeah. So either it's a Vivek story and hmm. he's not able to tell it and because yeah. they had committed they're here today, maybe that's something we should ask. I agree with you. I think we should give that benefit of doubt. I also think there's one other component which is where is the expertise in packaging? Yeah. yeah. None. Okay. So you know, maybe Zetwork Vivek may have it, which is the point yeah. about Vivek. But also, like, but the person who has it is actually my largest customer. There are lots of ideas because if mm -hmm. I look at even their tech page, no, the page is more interesting. It has pack yeah, procure, it has micro ERP, which will do certain you things. You talk about the Digifactory. Yeah. Digifactory. So, so I looked at I this and… I feel it's the wrong person presenting. Right now, I think it will be a no-go. Yeah. Oh, uh, but there is no question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the question I'm going to ask is that how, how, how did the company reach here? Uh, you, you cannot be that unbeknownst to your business as chief operating officer to not know yeah. anything. That's so, but then what it also shows is a key man risk. Yeah, big it's time. a big time key man risk then. Yeah, 100%. Big time key man How can you not know what is good about your business? What is your differentiator? What is the hypothesis on building the business? Then there's too much thing on Vivek, which is the problem. But 
then you cannot have a CEO who is that um, uh, far removed. This is a learning for founders that when you get a shot, you take it. Or you make sure. I know. Like what I'm you just... said on the, the climbing the mountain is an option. Coming down is compulsory. Yeah. You climb, climb the mountain now. Or find a way to come down. Your founders get few shots. This is a learning. It's not a job. Yeah. You're running a business. You will have one shot with investors. You will have, you will probably have four or five shots with four yeah, or five investors. Very rarely will yeah, but, somebody but say, Shantanu, come back. You, you have to see that. But normally people don't do that yeah. in front of camera. Yeah. I, I so think much, right? you you have, founders have you failed know, in one-on-one yeah, one setting. Failing yeah? one-on-one one in an investor setting is different. Failing publicly on YouTube, which is there to air forever for the whole world to see. Yeah, I and, know, it's, I and the reason, I, I, if two of them presented with enthusiasm and it was a really bad business and, then, and they were saying our gross margin is minus 12%, maybe the business deserves to be crushed. But, <laughs> but, but in this situation where someone has I had agree. a family emergency, I think it's not fair. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you'll air this. This is a, we are founders first. But the founders we are kind of talking to are also equal to the founders of watching. So we're setting examples across the board. Good and bad both. Sure, we could come back later and have one on one and say, but there is a cost to four of us spending time, production crew getting paid money, preparation. This is not this is not a one-off thing. Shark Tank calls people four days from now. Then the whole world has to come and descend into Bombay, go to Andheri and find their way into that studio. They've given one month notice, yeah. Or we've got a 15-20 days notice. People have given, been given time. You have flown in from London, you have flown in from Bombay. There is cost to this. Yeah. Who pays for the cost? No. So that's my issue. My issue is sometimes consequences are worse than what you might imagine from a failure standpoint. And sure, there might be legitimate reasons to do it. No, no, I think you have to find a way to save face and also give a fair chance. I, I, I think yeah. there is, you're not Shark Tank. So yeah, yeah. you want to give a fair chance to the person. So maybe you need to have a chat with Vivek. To be honest, a great storyteller, same, same business. I, exactly. Same I, business. I could Six have crores, story. three crores. I've collected two and a half crores. Boss, yeah. I'm going to go to the next 30 man. I have 27. I only two have attrition. I'm going to be the next that whatever is, of the country. No one not, has done it before. Yeah. That's why I was very keen in understanding the growth story and understanding what sectors, what next. In fact, he didn't talk of credit. I brought it up because yeah. I thought maybe... Yeah. No, there is a page on credit roadmap and which I'm like, what is... Yeah. This, he's written some stuff here. Yeah, $200 billion dollar industry, I'm fairly certain that he's right. Packaging requires credit. So you've, you've worked with a lot of this, right? Yeah, yeah. 30 billion on credit, put the, put the math down in terms of 45 days. That's the money you can rotate. Yeah. And they're, these are fixed assets. These are not people who take the money and go build houses somewhere or run away. They're fixed. Based on the discussion today, I think we feel there are still lots of questions on the business. The margin profile is X. 40% of the revenues come from That's one customer who also is your advisor. Uh, you still, the tech platform the, uh, is reasonably, you need to scale and work on it. The credit roadmap is still. So, given this discussion, I think we are more inclined towards a no. The message now is, is no. The what message now is make? no. From what? From what we've heard and understood of your business, we don't think it's investable because it's a low gross margin business in a non-differentiated space, and you don't seem to have innovation in the business model. From what and we clarity of where to play. And clarity of where to play. However, we would also like to speak to your founder and see if he has something different to say, uh, and we'll follow up with that. That's it. And close. That's, yeah. Exactly. I think there are two, three areas of agreement we have, which is I think the problem is large. Okay, I think solving for procurement uh, with a focus on packaging, especially given how unorganized it is, 
tech solutions to solve for this, uh, financial solutions to solve for this, and possibly making it more efficient for even the customers is a is a large enough need. So I think that is that is given. Uh, uh, the margin profile itself is a little tricky, right? I think very low margin profile, and you are saying that even at a three, two, three, four year view, mm-hmm. it's a fifteen to seventeen percent expansion over twelve percent, which still gives you very little wiggle room uh, to to kind of create cash uh, for yourself. So, as investors, especially as people who are representing seventy six other investors, uh, we would want to believe that um, you know healthy margins are a great way to kind of get the cash to get returned. Rather than exit to more valuation and so on, so that was one kind of area of um, of, of concern. Uh, the second one was, of course, the you know the uh, the we were not able to get a full hang on the differentiation, like what really differentiates. Why would a manufacturer or a customer come to you? How will you create scale enough quickly enough to be able to create a lending solution? Uh, so I think that was. Concern number two, I think. Third was, I think, the hypothesis on where to play still needs to get baked out, right? Whether it's electronics or pharma or textiles or going deeper in e-commerce. I think e-commerce was an easy, low-hanging fruit, but it was a grape, right? I think the the watermelons are elsewhere. So, how do you think about that? Is something we were not able to clearly understand as founders, and maybe it's fine for it to not to kind of say, hey, we'll we'll build the aeroplane as we fly it, uh, but for us to get some convic- conviction i think there is some more um, amount of evidence needed in terms of customers and so on mm-hmm. that 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 might be needed so and the fourth thing which is around there's a lot of stuff in the co- document around the technology and so on but i think you are saying that the expertise sits with mr prasanna is the largest customer but he owns 0.2% and so thoda sa we were wondering how will you build expertise because if your expertise is going to be around differentiated packaging solutions for your manufacturers uh and then lending them money to be able to create more and more of that um then how does that how do you get that expertise to sit with you guys because none of you have fundamentally and as you said fundamentally have a uh, have an exp- a vast exp- experience expertise or knowledge of the space yet uh, and you'll get there but today it doesn't exist Correct. right so for us i think uh, uh, we will pass on the opportunity for now however we do want to meet vivek uh and have a discussion with him around the vision and the hypothesis for maybe even scaling the business at a credit level and at a manufacturer level both um uh, to kind of close the loop uh but um, you know uh, for now i think that conversation with vivek is one which we want to have fundamentally because we feel that that's a gap that we wish would not have happened today but it is it is what it is uh, you can't can't help some of these things but we don't want to we are all of us are kind of uncomfortable taking a call to pass without having talked to him once so we want to do that and then kind of close the loop sure. but for now basis all the information we have at this moment for us it's a no go actually when we heard the whole vision statement our expectations itself were of a different order so i i thought i'd mention that because it seems to be the right sector for disruption the question is are you the team that can really make that happen and if not what can you do to make it happen given the fact that you have somebody who has some expertise in that sector but it doesn't rest with the founding team so you have the procurement by e-commerce companies manufacturing uh, all the different sectors 
within that you have packaging packaging is only a certain percentage of total procurement supply chain costs correct within packaging you take out tier 1 first if tier 2 tier 3 within that you take out uh, you know the, the customization versus standard so you started to go narrow and that narrow may still be large you have this need even at this level there is an existing infrastructure however inefficient or efficient it may be is still there so you are going to have to fight your way you fight your way either through pricing and uh, cost uh, propositions and or over time the tech enablement you are doing so you have very large organized buyers who will push you on price okay when they understand your margins they they yes, know the margins of everybody okay. and you have unorganized guys who are going to keep needing cash for survival if they have to meet your tat levels and so on so you are in the middle and i think there is inefficiencies on both sides but there are pressures also from both sides okay and hence the ring fencing or the strengthening that you will have to do to ward off the pressures of your large corporates and mid corporates were and help your smaller ecosystem to survive you have to professionalize them you had this mini erp where you are helping them digitize their operations so you are to face both of these battles simultaneously and maintain your margins so if you had 70% margins you can fight both battles at lower margin is the, and as you keep doing more and more battles because people are going to keep responding procurement in the large entities year on year they have a target of reducing x percent so wo, who do they reduce with they will catch the weakest guy and say boss kato varna koi aur hai so how do you keep so if if you keep reducing what will you do you will pass on that pressure backwards to this small guy himself and now you may keep you will have to keep making him more and more efficient but you are going to pass on that pressure because if you don't pass on the pressure you are taking the pressure our margins will shrink yeah. your margin will shrink so that's the route that you have to navigate and now how do you build your tech assets how do you build your expertise and teams where you keep finding those arbitrages you keep finding those clients is going to be in my view the challenge while maintaining your and improving your financial profile yeah. Yeah, i mean I, i would just uh, you know in the spirit of hopefully trying to be helpful i would uh, i would just add one thing that you know as you go back if you if you're looking at getting funded and and getting investors to write checks to you i think you will definitely need to find not just a large market but a large profit pool that you want to go after and i think it's basic you know if i were to again point out one thing which which really went against the whole thing would be the gross margin at a 12 13 gross margin which has a 3 year best case scenario 15 to 17 uh from an investor point of view it's not an attractive business at all and the reason is not that you can convert that to cash and you can convert that into an ebitda of 2 to 3% uh because we all invest in businesses you know which are not able to con- convert to ebitda after many years as as we both know uh but they have a probability to do that because the gross margin is high and high gross margin gives you a big margin for error so you can keep making mistakes and experimenting because you have a high gross margin because at some point of time if you experiment enough you will be able to convert that gross margin to cash and convert the cash into a good ebitda and to have a sustainable business which doesn't require funding so i think it's very you're still in very early days your your 3 crore business going to 6 crore you can pivot very easily yeah at this stage so i would encourage you to go back and have a look because you have a much bigger vision which is the future of procurement there are many profit pools and they are much i'm sure there are much more profitable areas than a 12% tier 2 tier 3 customizable packaging is the message i would give mm-hmm. makes sense 
Any thoughts? No. Pleasure to have you. you. And before you go, we do have uh, we do have a hamper for you and Vivek. Uh, Vivek, Vivek as well. Bunch of packaging here which you can do for us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you uh, enjoyed that episode. Uh, I was so happy to have Ashu, Arjun, and uh, Toshan with me. I think there was a they were a voice of reason. They really separated the uh, uh, the the business from the the presentation. Personally, I was kind of I um, uh, was significantly swayed uh, negatively by the lack of energy in the in the presentation, but. The three of them were extremely mature and were able to really uh, look at the business very, very critically and clinically. Uh, and um, I think we, we we took the right call. Uh, we have not, in fact, uh, had a discussion with uh, with with Vivek uh, about the company yet. Uh, we might have it in the future, but uh, it's been it's been it's been almost a month since we shot the episode, and now we're airing it. Uh, so it's it's sometimes uh, things just fall through the cracks, both for investors and for founders. Uh, and that's just the nature of the business. Uh, but see you next time on The Barbershop and uh, take care. All the best.